You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. To another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast, the podcast dedicated to empowering women of faith to step into their purpose, embrace their calling, and fearlessly pursue the life they were created for. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin, and I'm passionate about sharing inspiring stories that will uplift and equip you to elevate your skills, business, and life. And my goal with this podcast is that this podcast becomes your go-to resource for stories of triumph, guidance, and actionable insights. So what does that mean? That this is where you come to be inspired and seek out practical tips and strategies that are going to help elevate you in business, in life, and in anything that you set your mind to do. So if you're a woman of faith seeking inspiration and a supportive community, then look no further. Together, we will discover how to align your actions with your beliefs, amplify your voice, and boldly live out your unique calling. So thank you for once again tuning in. This week is going to be a week that we're going to continue to look at our relationships. Last week, I talked about the importance of sisterhood and establishing powerful connections with women and how those relationships can help to elevate us. Uh, Because being in community, I think, is just one, so important, and two, what God created us for. He didn't create any of us to live in isolation or to do life alone. And so this week, I want to talk about the importance of auditing your circle and um, why who you surround yourself with absolutely matters. But before we get into this week's topic, just want to talk a little bit about what I've been doing. This is something I do every episode. So to kind of give you all just some insight, you know, behind the scenes look at my own life. Um, October is almost over, but it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And this past weekend, I had the opportunity to raise not just breast cancer awareness, but raise funds um, for the Breast Cancer Foundation to help fight this horrible disease that affects both men and women. Um, Well, it affects women and men. I think that a lot of times we tend to think that it only affects women um, because I think it predominantly affects women, but it also does affect men. And so this weekend, um, my gym and our the members and friends of ours we came together to do a special breast cancer uh, workout, and in order to participate in the workout, um, the, we, you had to donate, you know, twenty dollars, which everyone did. Um, 
And we had a few guest speakers come in and talk about their own experience with breast cancer. We had a woman who was a breast cancer survivor, and she talked about going in for her routine mammogram. She didn't think anything of it because breast cancer does not run in her family. Um, But, you know, early detection um, really saved her life. So what was a routine mammogram? Um, ended up resulting in a breast cancer diagnosis. And thankfully, because she um, got screened early, they found it at stage one and she was able um, to beat it. We had another speaker who came in and talked about his personal experience just with cancer, with different um, types of cancer and how that ran in his family. He talked about losing his mom at the age of six to leukemia and how that diagnosis and how losing her separated him and his siblings. Um, and from that moment on, like they had never been in the same room together. It was so heart-wrenching really to hear his story. He continued to talk about how some later, some years later, he lost his dad to cancer. And then six weeks after his father passed, he lost his sister also. And um, she had breast cancer that had metastasized to other parts of her body. And so he just spoke about how those experiences shaped him and why taking care of himself physically is really important. Um, he encouraged us all that right before the workout to give it all that we had because as individuals who still have our health, who are able to participate in these types of challenges and workouts, we owe it not just to ourselves, but we owe it to those who can't do that to give our all and to give our best and to just be mindful about that. And then I also had the opportunity to share my own experience um, with a breast cancer scare that I had back in 2019 when I went for my first mammogram and what I thought was going to be routine, they ended up discovering a mass in my right breast that um, I had to have so many mammograms done just to figure out whether it was cancerous or not. So I had four mammograms done within maybe a one to two month um, span. And then they still couldn't discuss, they couldn't determine whether it was cancerous or not. So I had to have a needle guided um, ultrasound biopsy. And that's when they go into the breast tissue with a needle while they're doing the ultrasound um, to take to biopsy the mass to see if there's cancer cells or not. And so they did that. And once the test results came back, they determined that I had a radial scar. And the thing with radial scars is that they can be cancerous or they cannot be cancerous. But the only way to know whether there's precancerous cells in the mass is to have breast surgery. Um, and so my doctor, you know, she said, you don't have to remove it. You can leave it. Um, but there could be precancer cells in the mass that could develop into cancer later on. And so my recommendation is to have surgery and have it removed. Um, and because I wanted to err on the side of caution, I didn't, while there's risk associated with any surgery, 
Um, you know, I discussed it with my doctor, discussed it with my family, and we decided together that the best option would be to have it removed. And on September 10th, 2019, I had the breast surgery. Um, once they removed it, they were then able to test it um, to see if there were cancer cells in there. Um, thankfully, I there weren't any. I'm well now, but I will tell you that during that whole ordeal, like it lasted, I went for my mammogram in May of 2019, right before my 42nd birthday. And then I had the surgery September 10th of 2019. So for those four months, I was a wreck um, because I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening in my body. I don't know if there was cancer, but what I am grateful for is that I had the mammogram done that I listened to the advice of my doctor and that ultimately it was nothing. But that is not the outcome for so many people, you know, and it could have been a different outcome for me had I not had my mammogram, had I left that mass in my breast that could have developed into cancer. And so for everyone listening, especially women, if you are 40 or over, and you have yet to have a mammogram, please don't wait any longer. Call your doctor, schedule that appointment, get it done because early detection is a lifesaver. You don't want to wait until it's too late and you cannot um, do anything about it. You know, your life is valuable. You are worth living a full life. And I know that it can be scary to go and get tested, but it's a lot scarier to find that you start having symptoms and you go to the doctor and they tell you, guess what? You have cancer and now there's nothing that you can do about it. Um, so yeah, so this weekend we worked out, um, you know, grace for the cause. That was the workout that we did. Um, it's part of a CrossFit workout that required us to do 30 power cleans and jerks. For those of you who are CrossFitters, you know what that is. If you're not a CrossFitter, all you have to do is just Google it. Um, and it is a challenging workout, but I did it. I had the second fastest time in my category. I was able to complete it in two minutes and 46 seconds. Super proud of myself. Um, and it's incredible at how my body is changing. I've been um, consistently doing CrossFit for the past seven months since March. And I will tell you that when I first started, like I was horrible, horrible. I could not do any of the workouts. I would leave each class frustrated and discouraged. Um, but my coaches kept motivating me. They kept encouraging me. And seven months later, I absolutely feel the difference. Um, while I still struggle with many of the movements, I definitely feel myself getting stronger. I am getting better. I see the progress. I see my body transforming. I feel absolutely great. And I'm just really excited to see what the journey is going to be for me as I continue to be disciplined and consistent. And this is what I want to encourage you 
to start implementing in your own life with whatever goal you set for yourself, whether it's wellness and fitness, whether it's going back to school, whether it's um, working on your mindset and cultivating new habits. I want you to give yourself grace but I also want you to stay consistent. I don't want you to give up just because it's hard, just because it's challenging, because it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be challenging because you're doing something different. You're doing something that you haven't done before. And if you haven't done it, it's going to take a while before you become good at it. So give yourself some grace. Um, and now I want to kind of get into this week's topic. Um, but I'm going to take a little break. I want to give you an opportunity to go grab something to drink or get your water, your tea, um, you know, so that you can refresh yourself and make sure that you grab a pen and a pad so that you can jot down the tips that I am going to be sharing with you once we get back. Whether you realize it or not, you were created to do so much more. You have been equipped with gifts and talents that can significantly impact and influence another individual. Consider the expertise you have in the jobs you've worked. Whether it's banking, sales, healthcare, cooking, painting, writing, education, even fundraising. You have knowledge, abilities, and skills that can change the lives of others if you would only share them. So if you find that you are tired of going through the routine of life or tired of clocking in and out of a job that you're not passionate about, if you're at a turning point in your life and maybe you're questioning your purpose or maybe you just need clarity or confirmation about what you're already doing or maybe you're just tired of feeling unfulfilled. Now is the perfect time to reevaluate where you are, where you want to go, and what you need to start doing to get there. So if you're looking to make a change in your life, or if you're finally ready to start following through on your goals, or if you find yourself at a crossroads and don't know where to start, I encourage you to take the time and learn more about the Success Academy. If you need guidance, support, and accountability, I wanna work with you. Now is the perfect time to take control of your future success. So email me at admin at IamNancyRuffin.com to learn more about the Success Academy and how I can help you create the change you're seeking. You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Ladies, thank you for joining me on the second half of the Women of Faith podcast. Listen, we are a little less, maybe two months away from the end of the year. 
And I know that for some of us, we might be looking at those vision boards and maybe we feel a little discouraged because we have not accomplished as many of the goals as we would have liked by this time of the year. But I'm here to remind you that it's not too late. You still have time to pivot, to refocus, and to end this year strong. If you want to end the year strong, if you want support, if you want encouragement, if you want guidance, reach out to me. I want to help you. I can help you. The hardest step is the first step. But once you take that first step, it's all about continuing the journey. So don't get discouraged. You still have time to end the year strong. And this is also the perfect opportunity for those of you who have been crushing your goals the entire year. Now is the time for you to kind of fall back, get some rest, apply some ease to the remainder of the year so that when the new year rolls around, you are refocused, re-energized, and ready to hit the ground running. I have a workshop um, I don't know. I have something in the works that I've been thinking about doing for the end of year. Something I want to do in December. I have been praying on it. I'm still waiting for confirmation from God as to whether or not I should move with it, whether or not I should do with it, if I should do it. But my intention is in the heart, is in the right place. I'm always thinking about you and how I can best serve you. Um, so stay tuned. Um, I will let you know if it's a go. If you haven't yet subscribed to my email list, I encourage you to do so because those on my list always hear the news first. You always get the opportunity to register first. I all I always offer discounts for those on my email list. Um, so if you haven't joined, just head over to my website. I am nancyruffin.com and just subscribe to my email list. And when you do that, I am giving you a free downloadable guide on how to manifest transformation in your life. So in exchange for your email address, I am giving you a goodie. All right, let's get in to this week's topic. Today, we are delving into a significant topic one that often slips under the radar, but it plays a huge role in your personal and professional life. And that is the importance of auditing your circle. I did this episode primarily for women over 40 who might be struggling to find their tribe, who are struggling with getting those networks you know, and really building community and surrounding themselves with the right people. But the episode is for anyone because you could be at any age and find yourself in this type of situation where the people that are around you are not necessarily the right people. See, in life, our social circles and like our environment shapes who we are and our personal growth trajectory. If you're Latina, then I know at some point in your life, your mom, your abuela, your tia has told you, dime 
con quien andas y yo te dije, I'm going to butcher it because you know I don't speak Spanish that good. But yo te dije, di, whatever. Tell me who you walk with and I will tell you what your future looks like. Y'all get the gist of it, right? But, you know, really that's what it's about. Birds of a feather flock together, right? That's another one that I know we've heard a lot throughout our lives. And there's a lot of truth to that because our attitudes our thoughts, our behaviors, even our success or failure is greatly influenced by the people around us. Like That's why it's no secret when we see the most successful people, they are surrounded by other successful people. When we see other people who are not as successful, um, they're usually surrounded by other not successful people. You know, you, it, it's, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the ghetto. And so I was exposed to a lot of unsuccessful people. I grew up in a very heavy drug area. Everyone there was using drugs or selling drugs. And you know what was the common denominator? They all hung out with each other on corners, wasting time is no surprise. Like if you go to any hood in the summertime, what do you see outside? You see just people hanging out on street corners. Do you think those people are on the path and on the road to success? What success are you going to find hanging out on a street corner? Not much. In fact, what you'll most likely find, um, opportunities to get yourself into trouble or or allowing trouble to find you. The most successful people are being proactive about their success. They're working on their goals. They're surrounding themselves with other people who are working on their goals because birds of a feather flock together. If you see someone in your circle working hard, striving, really trying to get to that next level, they're going to encourage you to do the same because people who are on a path, on a journey to success, don't want to be around people who are not on that same journey. That's why sometimes when you find that you are starting to focus more on your personal and professional development and the things that you used to do with certain people no longer appeal to you and you start seeking out other things that are going to grow you, those relationships usually die down. You start to distance yourself because you can no longer relate to each other. And that, that was something that happened to me. When I was younger, I was, I, let me rephrase that. I was always focused on my goals. Like I always knew I wanted to be successful and I was going to have a future, which is why like I was always in school. I always worked, but I was also a heavy party girl. And I was in the clubs every single week. I wanted to have a good time. But just because I wanted to have a good time didn't mean that I wasn't focused on my goals because Monday through Friday, I was in college. I was hitting the books. I was, you know, um, studying and I was working. And then Friday came and I was out and I was partying and I was having a good time. And during that season in my life, the people that I were around were party people because that's what I was doing. But the minute um, I started getting older and I decided that I needed to become more serious about where I wanted to go and where I wanted to be. Um, 
I had to distance myself from those individuals who were not on the same path because there's just so much partying you can do after a certain age, after a certain point in your life, you know? And that was in my 20s. When I got into my 30s and I really started getting focused, some of my closest friends were still doing things in their 30s that we were doing in our 20s. And by that time, I had already outgrown all of that stuff. By my 30s, I was already doing this work. I wanted to work with other women to help them get empowered, to focus on their goals. I wanted to you know, build community. That was when I founded the Fierce Woman Organization. And during that, when you're doing those things and when you're focused on really developing something out of nothing. And, you know, for me, I was developing, I didn't know it was going to turn into a business back then. I was just focused on, you know, having something that I can give to others. I was focused on being of service. It later turned into a business that has now evolved into so much more than I could have ever imagined. But when I was focusing on that, I didn't have time to go to brunches every single weekend. I didn't have time, you know, to be partying every, you know, week after work. One, I was married um, by 35. I had my first daughter. And so like my priorities were changing. And so were the things that I was doing. And I lost a really close friend as a result of it. Because she could not understand the path that I was on. I mean, there were other things that were going on in our relationship as well. That wasn't the only thing. But a part of it also was that I wasn't able to show up for her in the way that she needed because I was so focused on what I was doing. Um, like I don't want to put it all on her. Like I absolutely was, I had some part to blame in the demise of that friendship. But ultimately what I realized was that it was necessary because had I stayed in that friendship and had I sacrificed what I was doing and what I was trying to build for the sake of making someone else happy, I would have ultimately been dishonoring myself and who God was calling me to be in that season of our life. And so I say all that to say that we have to be really intentional about the people we have in our lives, especially as we seek um, growth and evolution and transformation, because sometimes the people that have been closest to us are the ones that are holding us back. You know, I, when I think about really successful people, um, let's take Steve Jobs, for example, because he's someone that I use in my work all of the time. I One of his his Stanford um, graduation commencement commencement speech is probably one of my favorite speeches of all time because of the gems he shares in that speech. But when we look at him and when we look at um, his career, right, he, he had always surrounded himself with forward thinking, innovative individuals like him and his partner founded their company, Apple, in their garage, when they were just in college. And like, that is what you want to be surrounded by. You want to be surrounded by innovative individuals, no matter what season in your life you're in. Because when you're surrounded by people like that, they will push you and they will make you elevate your own game. Could you imagine if Steve Jobs 
um, at that point in life was surrounded by somebody who had no ambition and all they wanted to do was sit in the garage and play video games, what that could have resulted in. But instead, he was surrounded by individuals that were looking to make this huge impact in the world. To, who want, they wanted to change the way we communicate and they wanted to do that through the use of technology, right? And through their company, Apple, they were able to break barriers and create a legacy that stands as a testament to the power of having the right circle and having the right people on your side. And then on the flip side of that, right, we can take a hypothetical situation and, you know, think and imagine that there's, you know, someone in your life that, you know, a friend, um, I don't know, we can call her Sarah, right? So suppose there is an intelligent, talented woman named Sarah and she's stuck in a negative and discouraging circle. All she's around are people who are not ambitious. Whenever she throws an idea out there, you know, they knock it down because they tell her it's impossible. Or maybe they tell her like, there's no way you can do that. Like, who do you think you are? Like all of these things that I know some of us have heard in our own lives and in our own experiences. And sometimes the discouraging circle are our family members. Sometimes it's our own parents, right? And it's hard to disconnect from our family members, but it's not impossible because you, you know, a part of doing that, and I'm going to share some tips later on, but a part of doing that and protecting your space is setting those boundaries. But in this example, right, her ideas, her potential, and her creativity are consistently being overlooked and undermined. And when that is happening, it's really hard for anyone to flourish because they are not in an environment that is helping them to grow. It's the same, like we get, like I have plants in my house and it has been a struggle to keep these plants alive, right? Because I don't necessarily have a green thumb, but I love plants and I love what they represent. They represent life. I love that I get to see them grow. They start off as these really little itty bitty things and then they grow to be these beautiful, you know, these beautiful things that I have in my house. But if you don't take care of these plants, right, if you're not nurturing them, if you're not watering them, if you're not placing them in the, the right environment, they're going to shrivel up and die. And that is the truth for me and you. If we are not placed in the right environment that will help us to grow and to be nurtured and to be watered, then it's going to be really hard for us to, to survive in that. And so that's why it's so important to audit our circles and who we are spending our time with because our circles can either make us or break us. They can absolutely keep us stuck or they can push us towards unprecedented success. This is why we need to consciously audit and curate our circle. That means that you have to take inventory of the people that you allow into your life and into your space and who you're allowing to influence your thoughts, your thinking, your behaviors, like all of that. 
if you're not careful, you're going to allow the wrong people to have influence over you. And so today I want to just share a few tips that you can start implementing in your own life to help you audit your circle and the people that you're surrounding yourself with, uh, because you want to make sure that you're in an environment where you are thriving and you're not being just dumped on. Um, so the first tip I want to share is just pay attention to who's in your life right now. Evaluate your current relationships, right? And ask yourself, um, do they lift me up or are they bringing me down? And that's easy. That is easy to make a list of the people that you spend the most time with and evaluate what your relationship with them is. Because if they're not lifting you up, if they're not encouraging you, if they're not pushing you to be your best and challenging you to be your best, then ask yourself, why are they so close to your circle? Why do they have a front seat to your life? Now, I'm not saying that you have to um, totally cut them out of your life, but maybe what that looks like is that you move them out of that front seat, right? That front row of your life and you place them further back where they don't have as much access to you or as much influence over you. Uh, the next tip I want to share, and I said this a little bit before, is that you have to set healthy boundaries. You have to. It's okay to distance yourself from negative influences if it's for your own well-being, if it's to protect your mental health, if it's to protect your mindset, if it's to protect how you feel about yourself, you have to set those boundaries. You don't have to subject yourself to anyone who isn't aligned with where you want to go because you deserve to be in an uplifting and empowering environment. And the, the good thing about that is that you get to choose. You get to choose who you give access to you, to your space and your time and all of that. No one, no one should feel like they have a right to your time. You owe no one nothing. And so what I want you to start doing is to start prioritizing the things that you need and start giving that to yourself. Prioritize yourself and set the boundaries that are going to help you stay in a healthy environment. The next tip I want to share, this is tip number three, is to seek out like-minded individuals right? Attend workshops, go to seminars, join online communities, you know, of people that are aligned with the future that you see for yourself, that are doing the things that you want to do. Another thing that I would encourage you to do is to seek out mentors, people who are where you want to be and ask them to mentor you, you know, ask them um, 
to guide you on your own journey. Watch what they do. See how they live. What are the habits that they have formed? How do they show up in their lives every day? And start to apply those things into your own life. That is how you start to cultivate success in your own life. And tip number four, um, show a genuine interest in other people, especially when you're looking for a mentor, right? Mentor and mentee relationships require a lot of time and effort. So it's not just enough that you're seeking a mentor and someone to pour into you, but also what do you have to offer this individual, right? Maybe you can intern for them. Maybe you can volunteer to help them in something that they're doing, but there has to be this idea of reciprocity where you're also showing interest and expressing gratitude to the individuals that are taking their time to pour in to you, right? So engage with them, appreciate their ideas, show up for them. Um, Because one thing that people don't like is to feel like they're being used. And I will speak from my own personal experience. This is why I'm so, I'm also very particular about the people that I mentor because a lot of times it's always very one-sided and it's all about what they can get from me, but not what they can give to me. And it has to be a 50-50 relationship. Nobody wants to feel like they're being used. And then the last tip that I want to share with you is um, being open to uh, constructive criticism, but you have to be conscious of where the criticism is coming from, right? So you want to make sure that if you have people in your circle that you trust and that are that have your best interest in mind that you ask them in what areas can I become better? Where do I need to develop more? Maybe you ask them to help you identify what they think are your strengths and then your areas for improvement. Because being able to step back and look at yourself objectively is really critical for self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and ultimately being able to create a level of success where you're operating from a true space and not from like a made-up reality. And the reason why that tip is really important because you have to make sure you have the right people in your life in order to solicit that advice because you don't want to get that advice from people who are not going anywhere, who have no future, who don't have your best interest at heart uh, because they might not be the best people to guide you because it's hard to take direction from someone who is lost in their own lives. And so I'm going to share one last tip. Network. Make sure that you attend networking events or you join communities where you can make connections. Sometimes if we're isolated 
and we're not putting ourselves out there and we're not willing to be uncomfortable and show up to these networking events, we are doing ourselves a huge disservice. You have to place yourself in the rooms with the people that you want to be like, with the people that you want to mentor you, with the people that are going to be able to show you the path and guide you on your own journey. To quote motivational speaker Jim Rohn, you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. So you have to be intentional and vigilant about who these five people are. So before I wrap up today's episode, I want to stress one more point. You have the power to decide who gets to stay in your circle and who doesn't. So choose people who bring out the best in you and contribute to your overall growth and success. Remember, it's never too late to build your ideal circle and you're worth being around people who understand and uplift you. Stay powerful, stay focused, don't let anybody steal your joy, and don't ever lose sight of where you want to go, no matter how hard it gets. Because it will get hard, it will be challenging, but if you give up, you will never get there. So until next time, thank you for tuning in to the Woman of Faith podcast. I'm thrilled to have you as part of this empowering journey. So let's continue to inspire each other, lift one another up, and create a world where women of faith fearlessly and boldly pursue the life they were created for. Until our next episode, may your faith fuel your passion and your courage open doors of limitless possibilities. Stay boldly faithful and remember that you were created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.